Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from San Diego, California. Welcome to the show, Tony Javier. Victor, excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Now, Tony, you're based in San Diego, but you do business all over the country. And we're going to talk today a little bit about something that's old, that's kind of new again. But before we do, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey? Yeah. So I started investing 20 years ago, uh, right out of college. Uh, Actually, I was in college when I found uh, No Down Payment uh, System by Carlton Sheets. Most of you guys have probably heard of that. I'm sure you have too, Victor. He was educating people back in the 80s, I think is when he started and uh, had TV commercials all over the US telling people that they could buy properties with no money down. So that's how I got started. Spent $200 on an info product, got the CDs in the mail within, I think it was about, uh, about a week and just got obsessed with real estate. You know, Knowing that you could buy properties with no money down, have a lot of equity in them and have other people pay your mortgages for you. So that's how I got started. Bought the info product and within... Oh, I want to say it was probably three or four months, had my first two properties, had my dad co-sign for me and uh, helped me with the down payments. Again, I was in college, 21 years old. From then, I've just been buying properties, utilizing other people's money. And recently, within the last couple of years, I actually now fund real estate investments for other people. So over the last 20 years, I've done close to a thousand fix and flips. We hold about every one to every two in 10 properties we flip. So we hold a lot of rental properties and it's been a great ride. Um, You know, nine years ago, I started doing TV commercials to find motivated sellers. And I think right now that's probably one of the things that I'm most notable for is that I'm one of the only high level real estate investor or real estate investor period that has been doing TV for a long period of time. It's something that now people are kind of starting to hear about. But nine years ago, when I got on TV, people were like, I don't know anybody else that is on TV trying to find motivated sellers. And even to this day, I mentioned it to you before we started, Victor, and that's something that it sounded like you maybe haven't heard or haven't heard much of, even though you're around real estate all the time. So that's something that I'm very passionate about talking about and something that has done great for me, finding deals, creating credibility, creating branding. And uh, I love the automation part of it because, you know, as I mentioned um, before we got on the show, Victor, I only work a few hours a week on my real estate investing business. I have a great team that runs it and anything I do, I try and make it as automated as possible and TV and a lot of other things that I've done are very automated and bring returns consistently. Well, of all the different marketing channels that are out there, I mean, let's start with the whole discussion about brand equity, the latter brand equity that starts at the very basic at the bottom. There's this notion of brand awareness. You've either heard of someone or you haven't. And then as you move up from that, you go from brand awareness to brand preference. You might say, I'd like a Coke. And they say, I'm sorry, we only have Pepsi. You say, okay, I'll have a Pepsi. That's brand preference. And then you go up from there to brand insistence where you say, I'd like a Coke, you say, no, we only have Pepsi. And they say, forget it. I'll have water. That's brand insistence. And then go up from that, you go to what's called brand advocacy. And this is where people who don't even know you actually advocate for you. They don't work for you. 
you know, Apple is a company, for example, that has brand advocacy. When you're focusing on broad brush marketing, whether it's through television, billboards, your main focus is brand awareness more than anything else. How do you take your business from just awareness to those next levels? Well, it's interesting because I think TV does most of those things you mentioned for us. So there's a lot of brand awareness, right? So people don't necessarily know that there are companies like us and that we do that. Um, So nine years ago, when we started commercials, it was really getting the word out that we were there. The thing about TV is that in in most mass media, people think it takes three to six months to really get traction. But with the investors around the country that we are getting on TV are getting results within 30 to 60 days, meaning they're getting a multiple on their money within 30 to 60 days, usually between five and 10 times their money within 30 to 60 days. Brand insistence a little bit. Um, the, the, best re- the best thing that I can tell you with that is that there are people that will get our postcards and actually we're getting this feedback with our clients too, that people will get five to 10 postcards in the mail and they'll look at the five to 10 postcards and they'll only call us or our client and only us because we're on TV where they will say, we called you, we've got these five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 other postcards. We noticed your brand from TV. We knew you were credible and we felt like we could trust you and we called you and only you. So I think that's probably the best thing I could say with uh, brand insistence because they want to deal with someone they feel like they can trust. Because as you know, real estate can get kind of a bad name as far as you know who they can trust and who is potentially just in it for the money. The last one that you'd mentioned was advocacy. So there are a lot of people that will call us and say, Jim Smith said that we should call you. And we're like, we have no idea who Jim Smith is, right? So you know, that shows us that people are seeing it, knowing the brand. And then when people say, hey, we're thinking about selling our house, they say, hey, why don't you call Tony with Professional Home Buyers? I see his commercial all the time, even though they've never used our product, even though they've never met us. Because we are on TV, we are the authority and we are the, the hopefully the brand that they think of when they are trying to sell their house. So with TV, it feels like to people that you are the one that they trust because they've like, for me, they've seen me on TV for nine years. I'm the, the face of the commercial. And so when they see me on TV and then they meet me in person, automatically they feel like they can trust me. And it's just a totally different level of conversation with them dealing with us as a brand that they've seen on TV for so many years, as opposed to someone they maybe just met from a postcard. Cause you, if think about it, like if you looked at serial commercials, you know, Tony, the tiger, lucky charms, you know, if you see those brands in the grocery store, you trust those brands 10, 20, hundred times more than the cereals at the bottom that may be healthier for you, maybe cheaper, you know, that kind of thing. But people still buy the name brands because they feel like they know them and trust them. That makes a lot of sense. Now, how much of it is it a factor that you're kind of alone in the space marketing to clients using TV as a medium. Almost no one else is doing it. Yeah. So when, when I talk to anybody else in their market, I asked, that's the first question I, one of the first questions I asked them, I said, do you know of anybody else doing TV in your market? Usually the answer is no, I don't. And if they do know somebody, it's like maybe one other person. There are a couple other markets where I know there are multiple people doing TV but for most markets, it's completely wide open. But even 
if there are two or three people doing TV in your market, there's still opportunity because as you know, you know, if you go into any market, cold calling, texting, and direct mail, usually it's the same 50 to hundred people. I would imagine, I don't know the exact number, probably 50 to hundred people, if not more that are buying the same list that are doing the same marketing, marketing mediums to those lists. Well, think about it. If you only have one, two, three other competitors on TV, you're not really competing with a lot of people. And the ones that I told you that had multiple people were, were markets with millions and millions of people, right? So if you divide, let's say three people marketing to 3 million people, that's three people per million that are marketing with that medium. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity with, and I don't, I think we're just scraping the surface with the amount of people that we are getting on TV and, and saturating the market. I mean, there's so much room for it. So is it good to be the only person on TV? It absolutely is. But we had some other competitors come on TV with us last year. I think they saw all the success that we were having in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, and even with a couple other competitors in the market in a 500,000 population area, uh, we still did 11 times return on our money with TV last year. So uh, lots of room to grow and lots of deals to be had from that marketing medium. Let's talk a little bit about production values because certainly TV advertising can go the full spectrum from the very low budget, you know, the guy with the loud jacket and screaming at the mic at kind of one end of the spectrum to a very polished ad at the other end of the spectrum. Where do you see the investment and where's the trade-off make the most sense for you? So um, are you saying from a dollar spend or are you talking about from the personality style on the, on the commercial? Well, a little bit of both. I mean, is the commercial really designed to be very professional or is it more of that kind of local advertiser where it feels and looks more like a local business? Yeah. So I think one of the reasons that 80% of our clients right now are getting a multiple on their money within 30 to 60 days is because we've kind of built a franchise-like system where we have tested over the last nine years, the personality style, we've tested some graphics, we've tested the different kinds of shows and stations that we are on. Basically, we have a formula put together that has worked very well for us over the last nine years that we've tweaked and now we're implementing for other people. So, and we've also tested price points of, you know, I've spent $3,000 a month on the low end and I've spent $12,000 a month on the high end. And I, I know where our sweet spot is for our population. And we're kind of using similar numbers for the different areas that we're getting into now. So to answer your question, from a standpoint of how much you spend, it's based on the market. So again, if you do the numbers on 500,000 population reach, three to 12 is what we've spent. We realized that around $5,000 is a sweet spot as far as getting a really good return and not diminishing our returns with spending too much money. Most of the medium-sized markets you can get in, low to medium-sized markets, you can get in with you know about $5,000 a month. And then there's some big markets like Dallas and LA and New York, where it's just, you're, you're hitting four to 10 million people where you're going to have to spend, you know, $10,000 or more. But it's interesting seeing the, the people that are spending low dollar amounts, lower than I would recommend in their markets and decent sized markets that are still getting really good results. So that's the ad spend. From a standpoint of the commercial, I always recommend the investor or the company owner being in the commercial. 
because they are the ones that are potentially going on the appointments. They're the brand. People get to know them, feel them and trust them or know them, hear them and trust them, I should say. Like for instance, we've got a guy that has been going to a same church for many, many years, launched his TV commercial. And within 30 days, like people were just treating him so much differently in church and being like, I didn't realize you invested in real estate. Hey, I thought about getting in and investing. They're talking about lending them private money. They're talking about referring deals to them. Being in front of TV, it builds not only your brand equity, but also your personal equity in that market. And they're very professional commercials. We have professional graphics. We've got a formula that put the phone number and the web domain in a certain way, in a certain area, and in, in, in a certain kind of language. And we've got eight different scripts that we have used over the years that have done really well for us that now we're having other investors use that are working well also. It's a really a combination of a lot of different things. And that's the reason why I think TV is not as popular because there's so many things to think about. Even when I got on TV nine years ago, I had to start from scratch with scripts with what kind of phone number do I use? What kind of domain do I put on, on my commercial? For someone to start this from scratch is going to take them three to six months to do all of that, find a production company, negotiate with the, the local stations and that kind of thing. So we've got a really for, good formula we feel like we've put together that's very professional and, and very genuine. Because like I said, people with, with real estate, real estate can kind of have a bad name in some people's minds, but the way that we put our commercials together, it's, it's creating credibility and trustworthiness with them to where when they call, um, they feel like they already know us and trust us. How do you decide where your ads need to be placed because you're targeting a specific audience and television is so fragmented these days that simply putting the ad out on the airwaves doesn't necessarily mean that you're reaching your target audience. How do you, how do you figure that part out? Yeah. So it's interesting when I talk to people that have tried to get on TV, they will send me the information they got from the stations and they'll be like, well, and you know, I talked to this station and they told me I needed to spend 15000 a month. And here's what they told me I needed to do. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, you're, they're, at, they're telling you you need to spend $15,000 on one station. So number one, we can get you rates that are a fraction of that per commercial. The other thing is, is that we don't just go to one station. We typically go to, depending on the budget, anywhere between two to four stations and for that $15,000 budget for one station, we can typically, for that $15,000 they thought they would need to spend, we can get them to 10 and get them on four stations because we've tested the expensive stuff that the stations are probably going to try and sell you if you call them directly. And then we've tried the cheap stuff. And we realized that luckily the cheap stuff works. So rather than paying depending on the market, $150 to $300 a commercial for the expensive stuff, we can get the stuff that's like $10 to $30 a commercial that, again, we have tested that do better than the expensive stuff. My feeling is that the commercials that we're doing are hitting the demographic that we have, which are over 55. They're, you know, they're older. They're potentially retired some people are in their you know, 70s or 80s selling their property. And even if they're not in the 70s or 80s, the t- people that inherit properties are usually in their 50s or 60s because their parents are in their 70s or 80s and potentially uh, you know, passing away and inheriting the property. 
that's one of the, the formulas that we feel like we have is knowing what stations to be on, what shows have worked very well. Uh, and again, it's not the expensive stuff. So I try not to disclose too much because we do have a lot of people on the air throughout the country. So try not to give too much of the formula away, but it's pretty simple in the fact that we have tested it. We know what our demographic is and we feel like that the commercials we've chosen for us and our, our clients are, are doing really well. That's fascinating. And when you say a commercial, you're talking about either 15 or 30 second ad spot, correct? Exactly. Exactly. We do 30 second ad spots. You can do 15 second, you know, again, that's something we've tested too. And after a certain amount of time, after they've seen the brand enough, then we do switch over to some 15 second spots because after they hear it enough, the 15 second spot should do just as well in people's minds as the 30 second, but obviously cost about half the, half the price. I love it. Well, Tony, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Yeah. So you can go to, for the, if you're interested in the TV program, uh, realestatemasterstv.com is the website, uh, realestatemasterstv.com. And then uh, if you want to get a hold of me directly and see some of the other things that I do, we do, you know, masterminds, we have uh, funding for real estate investors, um, a lot of things we do to help real estate investors. You can just go to TonyJavier.com and you can, you can see all of that. Well, Tony, I love the perspective. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Tony at realestatemasterstv.com or reach out to him directly at TonyJavier.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.